0: Even at thirty thousand feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. Dw prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. He's the Nostradamus of NBA prognostication. Some call him Rostradamus. Now joining us, the Ringer's very own Raheem Palmer on In the Zone. I don't want to throw him off Raheem. Him. The Magic are not playing tonight. That would be tomorrow night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm sure he knows that, though. Betting analyst from The Ringer at I Am Rastradamus on all of his social channels. I haven't had a chance to catch up with you since the Super Bowl. How was Vegas, my friend?
1: Oh, Vegas was absolutely incredible. So many parties, so many events. And then the best thing about it is that, you know, we cast Kansas City Chiefs live. Like, I waited for them to go down 10 nothing. When he went down 10 nothing, I was able to catch the Kansas City Chiefs plus 280. I put that out on Twitter. Um, so a lot of people got that. A lot of people trailed me. Actually, second year in a row, I did this. So you, you just can't ca- count out Patrick Mahomes. And then that defense, has just been incredible. And then we cashed all the Harrison Bucker props that we played. So that was a great game.
0: For us. I was right there with you. And, and that was part of my game plan going in was I'm going to take Kansas City. Uh, and then I'm going to take Kansas City again. I'm going to equal the unit size mid game if they go down by seven or more. And I've 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 learned this over. I haven't done a ton of live betting. I'm much more of a pregame better, but I am a much better live better, Raheem. When I plan my live bets, do you ever do that? Where you have it in your mind before the event starts that if it if it hits this certain point, I know I'm going to go in on it.
1: Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I do that a lot of times. Like, a lot of times, I'll I'll, I'll sit and look at a game and say, you know what, I don't like this number pregame, but I know I'm going to be able to get a better number in game, Uh, especially with basketball. With basketball, the swings are just so crazy that, you know, a team could be laying five, uh, laying six, or laying seven, and I could just wait for them to go down um, four or five points and then get a great number. So I do that a, a ton of times. You know, so uh, I think the end game is, is really the future. Um, one thing I neglected to mention is we also catch that 10-to-1 future on the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so, I mean, you just can't count this team out at all. And, you know, if they can get Chris um, Jones and Jarius Snead back, I know, you know, they have to pay those guys. They can have a chance for a 3 P.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and another one that you, that you brought up to us before the game itself was three consecutive scores by one team. I didn't actually see that anywhere myself, but I loved the idea behind it, and that one hit, didn't it?
1: Yeah, it definitely hit. It hit. I mean, it's hit in so many different Super Bowls that I mean, it just it happens more often than we realize. It actually hit in the third quarter because the Chiefs scored. They scored before the half, and then they scored twice um, in the third quarter to cash it. So. I mean that was a pretty easy one, and it's the reason why I was juiced to always like minus one seventy or so.
0: All right, let's uh, uh, let's talk about the the weekend that was for a moment. We actually just had slam slam dunk contest champion Mac McClung on the show moments ago. I'm sure, being the big NBA fan that you are, you were completely locked in all All Star weekend. Was there any redeeming quality to the festivities out there in Indiana?
1: I guess the only redeeming quality was Mac McClung. I mean this is a guy who's a professional dunker and we were able to get him minus 190 to win the dunk contest against guys like Jalen Brown who looked like they never dunked in their lives I mean this guy tried to do the deep brown dunk and covered his eyes after he dunked it so I mean that was just a microcosm for the weekend how bad it was I mean like these guys don't want to compete and you know one of the things that I, I realized is that you know we're very critical of these guys not competing but you know Nate Jones on um, Twitter, he said this about a year ago. The All-Star festivities, as it's become more of a corporate event, these guys, I mean, from the time that they come in on Thursday, I mean, they play a game on Wednesday night, some guys on Thursday, and then they come into to All-Star weekend, and they have festivities all day. They have corporate events that they got to go to. Every corporate par- par- partner is there, just parties. I mean, there's just so much to do that by the time the All-Star game starts, these guys are tired and wiped up, and they just want to go home. So I I don't know how you fix the All-Star game at this point. It just feels like the three-point shootout is probably the most exciting thing when it comes to All-Star weekend. It was great to see Sabrina and Steph battle it out. Um, but besides that, it's not really too many redeeming qualities.
0: And, and I think that that's it. You know, I'm I'm not trying to say – and have it all week, that the All-Star game doesn't stink. It does. But I think that we kind of just need to let it stink because I mean, I'm not trying to baby these guys, and I'm sure that you're not either, but this is still a, supposed to be a break for them in the middle of yeah. a grueling season. And like you said, it's anything but that. It's not like they just show up to wherever the site city is and they play a game on Sunday night. There's so much more that goes into it. So while everybody else in the league that you're about to compete with for the final 25 games gets to kick back, relax, and hang out with family, you still have to go out there and entertain fans. And if you don't do it right, people are going to complain. I understand why players let their foot off the gas.
1: Yeah, it's just a lot. And, you know, it's like that weekend, it's almost like the Super Bowl for the NBA in terms of all the brand partners and, and all the corporations and everybody in town. So these guys have so much to do in order to sell the league and then they got to go play a basketball game. It's just, I mean, it's a lot. And you could tell, you know, like I have some friends around the league. Well, people who are friends with friends around the league. And it's just, I kind of know that, you know, I've heard guys say, you know what, I'm going for the MVP this year, or I'm not trying this year. So (laughs) it's just, I can't blame them at the end of the day. It's like, I'm pretty sure a guy like LeBron, who's been doing this for 20 years, He'd probably rather just go on vacation at this point.
0: We're talking to Raheem Palmer, betting analyst from the ringer, at I am on all of his social channels. With the break upon us, we only have one day left now. Is now a good time to take a look at the futures market in the NBA. And is there anything that, that stands out to you right before we get back into the thick of games being played every day?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, look, this is the best time to look at the futures market. And, you know, we just saw some heavy movement on most improved player the other day. You look at Jalen Williams from the Oklahoma City Thunder. This guy was 40-1 to to win most improved player. He's now down to 16-1 (laughs) to to win most improved player right now on FanDuel Sportsbook. I mean, this is a guy who's averaging 19.2 points per game, 4.1 rebounds, 4.6 assists. And you look at Tyrese Maxey, he is minus 200 to win the award, but this guy's creeping up on him. You know, Kobe White, Kobe White is, I mean, this guy went from a guy who a lot of people thought would be out of the NBA to holy sh he could be an all-star <laughs> one day. So, um, that market is, is very fluid. I think people need to watch out for that because there's some voters who just think, you know, Tyrese Maxey, I mean, although historically the guy who wins it becomes, is, is in their first all-star. Appearance, but a lot of people were feeling like you know, Tyrese Maxey, he was already good enough to, like he was already too good. So, you know, Kobe White or you know, Jalen Williams can come through and sneak this and win this award. So, I think you're seeing movement there. Um, the rookie of the year market is kind of it's, it's already sold out. I think when Bianca's going to win it just because he's, he has to do more for his team, but the MVP market is very interesting because you look at Nikola Jokic minus 120, SCA 210. If you think the Oklahoma City Thunder can get the number one seed, he's going to win MVP. And when I look at this Denver Nuggets team, they appear like a team who, I mean, they're not playing really well right now. They're a team who, I mean, you saw them last year; they had that lull in March. But over the last ten games, they're only five and five. And I think this is a team who really just wants to get healthy for the postseason. So the Oklahoma City Thunder, thirty-seven and seventeen, just you know, one and a half games behind a Minnesota Timberwolves. If they get that number one seed. SCA is going to win MVP. I know a lot of people are looking at Luka Doncic at plus 700. They made some good moves to pick up Daniel Gafford. They made some good moves to pick up um, P.J. on Washington. They're the seventh seed right now. And I know a lot of these teams are bunched in, but a lot of people are looking at Luka with his numbers. If this team could become a, a top-four seed and Oklahoma City isn't the number-one seed in the West, Luka can come through and sneak this. So um, it, it just depending on your approach and how you want to take things.
0: Yeah, you know, and in terms of the most improved player, it's tough to gauge how the voters view the award because, uh, I mean, really, it should be a breakout player award, but it hasn't always been handed out that way. John Morant has won this thing, and John Morant was already a star. So I just never really know what the approach is for an award like that, and that's my hesitation is I don't know if it's viewed the way it should be. Jalen Williams of the Oklahoma City Thunder should get the award, but... I just don't know that it's viewed that way.
1: Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, Jalen Williams was a second-year guy, and this was a guy who was a candidate for rookie of the year last year. So a lot of times they don't want to give it to second-year guys, but at the same time it's, it's weird because they'll say, hey, this guy made his first all-star appearance. Like you look at the, the last 10 or so winners of the world, award, it's usually a guy making their first all-star appearance. So um, the one thing I will say is that, Look at defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, minus 700. He has that thing almost locked up. I'm not the biggest guy who recommends parlays, but if you want a free leg on a parlay, <laughs> I think you could you parlay Rudy Gobert minus 700 to something else because he's going to win that award. You look at this Minnesota Timberwolves team defensively. He's the catalyst for that. So I think that's all but locked up. But, um, you know, as far as, like, if we're looking at NBA Finals futures, um, this is this is this I mean, this is kinda tough for me right now. I mean, New York Knicks, they they look pretty good, but they're all banged up. I don't think Oklahoma City is very viable. Um I think people will find some value in Minnesota. Um, but I just I I worry about their their def, I mean their um closing game offense. That's that's the one thing I worry about. So, um I think Boston is at the forefront. I, like to me I I don't know who's going to beat them in the East. Like this is a team who's just a complete juggernaut, but I mean, Mizzou, how how much can you trust them in the postseason series? So I don't have any futures that I I really want to play right now, but um, we'll see in a couple weeks.
0: So Boston, I see it at plus 260 on Hard Rock. Is that not – you don't think that's playable, even though they're basically – it feels like they're a lock to at least make it to the finals, and then you'd even create sort of a hedge opportunity if uh, somebody from the West who's not as highly thought of as them were their opponent.
1: You know what it is? I I just think at, at plus two sixty, you're not getting a lot of value on it right now. Um I, I think you it's just like I need to see if if, if Chris Stratz is healthy because I think that's gonna be key. I need to see what Joe Mazzulla does in a postseason series. You got a team I mean, you got teams like the Miami Heat who basically play possum in the regular season. So I, I just think at some point you're probably gonna get a better number available. Like even if they go down, you know, two games to one, you might get a better number available. And it's just at plus two sixty, it's not a lot to work off of if you have a hedge opportunity. But I, I like when I look at this Boston Celtics team, to me, they're by far the best team in the league. They pretty much win games any time they have they're healthy. And everybody's dropping games in an eighty two regular two game regular season, but when you look at the Boston Celtics, it's just kind of like if they care, they're going to win. So, but I just I, like at plus two sixty, I'm just I, I have to stay away.
0: All right, last thing for you, Raheem. Tomorrow night, twelve game slate. Is there anything that you've looked at so far? The Lions have kind of been sitting there for the last few days, and and is it the same sort of handicapping process for you? Because all these teams, it's not like we don't have. Three games and four nights are back to backs. All of these teams are well rested going into tomorrow night.
1: So that is a frustrating thing for me. I I, I kind of like to bet into situational spots, but um, you know this is the second half of the year. I mean, you got you got guys coming. In. It's so crazy because you got guys coming into this um, second half of the year banged up. You look at your Orlando Magic. Jalen Suggs not playing tomorrow. Um, Fultz is probably not playing tomorrow either, and they're taking on this Cleveland Cavaliers team. And, you know, this line is seven and a half. It'd probably be a little shorter if you guys were healthy, but Cleveland Cavaliers have been an absolute juggernaut since the start of the year. I mean, like, I mean, this team does not lose games. I think they might have lost two, three games since January 1st. They're nine and one over their last 10. So I think Cleveland, I mean, may blow you guys out tomorrow. Um, but uh, the one that stands out to me is I did play some Los Angeles Clippers tomorrow as an underdog. I, I think that's a good spot for them to, you know, kind of assert their dominance over this Oklahoma City Thunder team. Um, That's one that stands out to me, but I'm still going through games. I I tend to like to bet in the morning. I want to see if LeBron James is playing tomorrow against the Golden State Warriors. They're saying he has some ankle injury stuff, but um, still waiting on a lot of injury stuff. That's really what it is.
0: Raheem Palmer, betting analyst from The Ringer at I am rastradamus You can follow him across all of his social channels, The Ringer Gambling Show, if you want to hear more of his breakdowns and analysis. Thanks so much, Raheem. Good to catch up again.
1: No doubt. You have a good one.
0: All right, coming up right around the corner, we've got our first four things, the top news of the day, Zone Heads trivia in the middle of the 4 o'clock hour. I cannot wait to throw some of these questions away of Stefan, the people's champ, and I've got prizes to give away as well. All coming up on In The Zone. 18 plus.